Hello, everybody. Uh, this is your host, Aram Kumuf, and you're listening to another episode of the Product Innovations Series. Uh, today, I'm joined here with Burak Kantarji, who joins me from Turkey and is the director of product at Thund- Thundra. Hopefully, I got that right. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, great. Okay. Um, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, Burak. Thank you for, for joining me today. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's great to be here. Thank you for inviting, inviting me. It's a pleasure cool. to be here. Thank you. Um, so let's dive in. Um, I, I had a, you know, a few different questions I wanted to go through with you, but the first one was I wanted to about, talk about pivots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lots of startups uh, go through different pivots. It's like a way yeah. for survival, right? Um, <laughs> okay. So from my understanding, you went through a few product pivots uh, at, at Thundra as a company uh, during mm-hmm. its growth. So what was your original product and what is it now mm-hmm. and what kind of pivots did you have to go through? Yeah, well, uh, I believe for, for uh, it's been like seven years since I, since from my graduation and uh, get my hand dirty in the like uh, digital product businesses. So I, I, I've been entrepreneurship some, for some times. I was like, uh, I worked as a product designer for some times. Currently, I'm working as a product manager, but every time I saw that the organizations need to change uh, because everything is changing throughout the, every, around us. So, uh, especially for the startups, the pivoting or not so-called pivot change is is must. So, uh, Tundra had a couple of changes throughout its its uh, lifetime, actually. Uh, to mention to make ma- make more clear on our uh, pivot processes, I could briefly talk about the history of Tundra and also uh, come to like the the why we uh, have changed our direction and it's not quite changing the direction, but it's kind of opening new uh, ways, uh, maybe discovering new ways to generate businesses. So Tundra is basically a spin-off startup. Uh, founded in in Opsini. Opsini was a company uh, acquired by Atlassian back in 2018, I guess. Uh, it, during that time, uh, the, the the developers are were just dealing with the serverless uh, architectures, and they found they found a, 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 a they they were not sufficient enough enough visibility monitoring for serverless architectures during the development process. So mm-hmm. they they developed an internal product basically and the company had decided to like, hey, this is a business. Uh, we should like uh, make this uh, make this product uh, apart from our acquisition to Atlassian and set up a new company for that. And then uh, Tundra became a standalone uh, startup uh, spin-off from the from the Opsini team. So uh, it, it, it was 2018 since uh, that Tundra has uh, founded. And from 2018 to 2021, uh, they were they were highly competitive in, in the serverless application monitoring market. So they were expanding features and the serverless market was expanding uh, right uh, as, as, as Tundra product grows. Uh, however, they 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 saw some another opportunities by the by the technology they they found in the company. So 
basically what initial product was doing is monitoring the production side uh, of, of the development processes. So they see some opportunities on the pre-production side. Like you, you may think about uh, as, as this is a, as, a, as a kitchen. So once you like prepare the meal, so you get the ingredients and you like create the, like the creative food and serve it. So the, the first product ever, uh, was for after uh, preparing the food. So they, for the development processes, they found some new opportunities while preparing the food. So uh, this is why actually uh, they they try to like investigate, discover discover how should we uh, approach these problems. Is it is because the products uh, Tundra was building like it, it is kind of dog dog fooding because we, we we are developing developer products and most of our team are developers so mm -hmm. uh so we we are trying to solve our own problems uh we are first users are ourselves so once we just find, like the company has decided to find me as mentioned find new ways to just discover new opportunities that's why uh, we had initial product and after 2021 since i've joined the company after i, I joined the company we created two another products called psychic and foresight hmm. okay interesting and uh what what would you say was um you know when, when going through these learnings you know uh when going through like you know mm -hmm. whether it was a small pivot or like you know a refocus as mm -hmm. a product leader uh how did you kind of prioritize on what to build mm -hmm. what to focus on what kind of um whether it's metrics or indicators do you look at in order to determine what you should um double down on well uh, prioritizing uh, during the pivoting or change is quite hard. It's because you are dealing with the chaos. Uh, mm -hmm. You don't know what you. Of course, we have couple of we had couple of competitors on the market, but uh, we are trying to find uh, a, a new way to do something for a new domain. So prioritizing was quite hard. Uh, for that ca prioritization cases, we we uh, end up like being creating the the minimum viable products for every case so uh as as uh, you you of course you know teresa torres's uh, continuous delivery habits so we, we we were in a phase of like co continuously uh focusing on how our uh, how our customers or how our target users are trying to solve uh, struggling on those issues and and once we just get some, gather some ideas from from the market from the from the target users we we started to just prioritize okay like we we talked with like uh, for example 10 customers or 10 potential users they are not actually our customers or users but they are, they were our personas to target so uh, by the way they they were hypothetically our potential users because we are also trying to find our right potential right user personas as mm -hmm. well so we were targeting some couple of uh user personas so actually we were asking questions we we gather their uh, insights and then like hey 
we asked, let's say, 10, 10 users and seven of them struggling on X issue. So this is how, this is what we should focus on. This is how we should, how we should maybe uh, solve, the, solve the problem. And then uh, it, it was a quite a verbally challenge because we were not uh, applying some uh, some kind of prioritization framework on those times. Uh, we, we we learned our from lessons and we just uh, found some uh, framework for ourselves. Maybe we can talk about it later. But uh, yeah. but 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 uh, we 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 were by basically trying to find the the most valuable idea with less amount of effort. So because as, as a startup, you are of course dealing with the time. You need to just. Uh, go with, go to the market, try your solution and learn from it, and then like uh, act. You need to act fast. So this, 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 those are the things we were trying to do while prior to that okay. prioritizing things. And, and so, what was the hardest part of the, prior, the the prioritization? Was it like picking which one to do, and like how did you pick which one was the right? Like, like what was the method? Well, actually, uh, it it is it requires lots of communication with uh, with the stakeholders. Uh, it I believe uh, some before like I started working as a PM, I I thought that like, of course you have big responsibility on on everything on the deciding things. But uh, well, you have the inputs from our users. You have the input from like leadership. You have the input from our technical team, and uh, all in all, you 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 end uh, by the lots of discussions. You end up uh, having having aligned on something. So uh, we, we at the, at that time we were not just like uh, saying, "Hey, this is uh, X large important for me, and this is large important for me," and then like deciding on what thing, what we, what should we do next. Uh, we were just talking a lot and basically deciding as a team what should we be what should we build for the for our next uh, thing but and the most challenging part of the prioritization is aligning with the team i am saying that we were aligning but the aligning aligning is quite hard on those times because uh, for our case we also we we was not just we were not just like uh, pivoting our product. We were pivoting our team as well because mm-hmm. even though they are the say they are the developer for products, the domains are quite different. They have <clears throat> they have quite differences. Therefore, uh, like aligning and like onboarding everyone on the on on why we should do that, how our uh, use how how the technical requirement uh, like I end up like. The, translating the technical requirements or uh, the user insight to the maybe non-technical team maybe uh, vice versa maybe from the market to the uh, to the technical team so as mm-hmm. a product manager it is uh, i have a like uh, analogy pm is the post juggler like those times you you end the up uh, <laughs> yeah yeah like you you juggling lots of things so that like you should do the uh, you should you you need to prioritize the most effective one uh, but like of course uh, as everyone uh, as a product manager i failed on those uh, examples but you learn from them 
And if I'm not mistaken, when you were going through these, you know, new um, product spinoffs or the pivots, you were you still had to support the original product, right? Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Is that, is that correct? So, yeah. what was the rationale for that, and why why didn't you just, you know, um, deprecate it or you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. kill it off? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually. Um... This is a great question. You, uh, because you have a limited amount of work power for your team and keeping support of, of the things maybe you park somewhere is quite hard sometimes. Uh, your team needs to like, there, there are new goals and there are also a thing that you need to take care of. So there are both pros and cons on, on that issue. The reason why we kept the product, the, the, the first product uh, be on our side is there are we, there, there were still growing uh, user activity on our product, but the serverless market was not uh, expanding as as our company company required. Uh, the pace was not quite the, uh, as we wanted, so that's why we parked it and kept kept it for the the uh the the next opportunities for our initial product so it requires uh, not too many work efforts so we are just maintaining uh maintaining and like uh, giving customer support for our existing customers so mm -hmm. this is a, basically the decision by just looking at the at the the market expansion side so uh, it, it was a quite great product. It was it is generating a great amount of money for our company, and also we, we it is still a great opportunity to have an, uh, a product on our side because even though I say like they are the the the, the new products are quite different than the old ones, we can still have a, a connections integration opportunities with our new products as well. So. Let's say we created a new product, Psychic, which is uh, helping developers to debug their applications. So you can use Sidekick, Sidekick's uh, features, capabilities with also Tundra's initial product. And when they are come up with come together, it becomes your your development uh, environment becomes powerful uh, like any other tool. So that's why we we are still keeping. Uh, our initial products on our sites. Okay, let's talk about uh, let's talk about frameworks. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. You talked about. It. I want to I want to dive into this one because it's, you know, having spoken to a lot of product leaders, you know, everybody has their own opinion. Yeah, <laughs> there's no one size fits all kind of framework. So you know, a no surprise there, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. And you were also a product designer, you know, early on in your in your career, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so what was what was the biggest takeaway uh f like for you when um mm -hmm. you were you know going through the process of migrating from a product designer to a product yeah. manager and then a head of product that's my first mm -hmm. question and the second question is what frameworks do you do you use right in, in your current role well actually uh well the things, the, the thing, the biggest takeaway for me just uh, as 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 product designer, as product manager, or as an entrepreneur, uh, 
they have both they have all in common is just i i love building things so uh so switching one from another was not quite uh challenging for me because uh, i had also a computer science degree so uh well the building digital stuff was a passion for me from the from the beginning so uh the biggest takeaway for me is uh, for every case, keeping hands dirty in every every role you have. So, uh, as 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 a product person, like I'm developing a, I'm 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 a, I'm a product manager of a developer tool. So, uh, in order for me to just uh, really understand uh, how how our product works or how how users are struggling, I I like keep my hands dirty like i get my hands dirty and understand understand from it even like i can i can give an example from our entrepreneurship like be, during our entrepreneurship career the company was called cisco and what we were doing is attaching some device underneath the garbage trucks and detecting potholes on the road so we were just yeah. building the, the building the uh, hardware and also the software uh, all of that solution. So, what I meant getting her, your hands dirty is, I, I really meant it because we were just going under the tracks and trying to attach attach our our device. So, uh, so that's how you really understand your your the problem and the solution you need to like uh, give, offer to your potential customers or potential users. So the, those are the biggest takeaways for me. On on the framework case, so the, all organization have, all, all, like startups have, has different uh, unique challenges. So, some scale-ups has unique challenges and also like every company has unique challenges. Even though like, let's say we had, my, my previous company was uh, it's been like 15 years they are they were still they have been still in the business so uh, they have a, they have a structure and and even though the, the the team is not quite large they have its own like they their own challenges and uh, aligning or just um, introducing a new framework sometimes quite challenging for 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 every structure so I believe frameworks tools like tools are frameworks and also some tools are just like nine day wonders. so you they 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 they're motivating you they are like leading the way but uh, every every step ends with the culture the company culture the the team culture and etc so uh, you like imagine there are countless uh, productivity tools task management tools on the market but they are not solving every like let's say they, they are approaching the problem from different ways so uh, it, it is good to have them uh, but you sh i believe you shouldn't and teams shouldn't align and like lean back on the products or frameworks and and like expect everything will be all right after you hey okay we are using uh value and effort prioritization framework and like okay it, it is not that you need to align the whole company and whole uh culture for that so mm -hmm. as i mentioned uh we, we were just not using 
a prioritization framework and etc throughout our uh, organization but once once we like struggled some point at some point not because the after mvp processes the customer and user insights like uh, came up together and like it, it we, we were dealing uh, plenty of backlog items so we we were just uh sometimes end up having having discussions about non create value zero value uh, items for for our during for our daily life so that's why uh, me and uh, my colleague is, has discovered has has discovered some couple of prioritization framework and we we found that like we were kindly using value and effort framework for our uh, for ourselves but in a verbal way so uh, we we thought that maybe we can uh, pass and adapt value and effort framework for ourselves and then uh, go, go and say uh, and then decide uh, our our next thing next big thing to do so we 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 modified value and effort effort framework we discussed with our engineering team and since then, uh, we are happy with that. Actually, this this is our prioritization framework, uh, and also we we are we can you can say that we are uh, working as a sprint, so we are getting highly benefited from agile methodologies. But we are not strictly uh, following all the agile rules. Yeah, yeah. There's um. There's a lot of frameworks. There's a lot of methodologies out there. What, uh, um, what I wanted to ask next was, what what's like your relationship? Like, I don't know how how your corporate governance or what your organization mm-hmm. structure looks like, but um, as a head of product, uh, how do you um, engage or collaborate with your with the founding team? So I don't know if they're still around, mm-hmm. but. You know, yeah. you mentioned talking about alignment, getting, mm-hmm. you know, team of alignment and then like, you know, other types of alignment. So like I 100% agree. And mm-hmm. I wanted to ask, you know, how do you go about sharing mm-hmm. whether it's results or vision or uh, a direction approval mm-hmm. with with like the management team or with the leadership team? Yeah. You know, when it comes well, to product. Yeah, sure. So basically, uh, our product team is directly working with our CEO, and and our CEO is is uh, thankfully a founder who is really successful for uh, software SaaS business because he was also founder of Obsini acquired by Atlassian. So uh, mm-hmm. he is he is quite uh, good at building building developer tools. So um, what we are doing is, uh, of course, we have. Uh, we we have weekly meetings uh, for that, and we are prioritizing together with the whole items. And apart from our relationship with CEO, we have CTO and co-founder in-house. So uh, we 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 are we have more uh, direct relationship with our CTO and our uh, engineering manager, and. Um, Actually, talking with the leadership is is uh, and uh, synchronizing with leadership is is was is not quite challenging for us because we are uh, ha- we we have an autonomy autonomous structure and we can decide 
if 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 we we need to act uh, quickly, we can decide and like try try the things uh, we 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 want to try. And uh, apart from that, uh, we have we uh, as 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 a product team, we are just releasing some product uh, memos for for each week. So we are mentioning in in a, in a one pager. We are mentioning what we are doing, what we are doing, what we are planning to do next. What was the things uh, we learned from the past week? What was the metrics? What was the uh, biggest news on the market? So we are aligning uh, the whole team with a one pager. So it was a okay. quite, uh, and we are trying to find engaging ways to uh, build those uh, one pagers as well. Like we are adding some gifts and we are adding some like uh, the the spotify link so this is the uh, this is the music of the week so we are actually as, as a product team we are just uh, building some new ways to synchronize and align with the whole team not only the management but also but also the mm -hmm. the uh, the development and every team member and uh, those are the things we do basically awesome okay <laughs> Um, just a couple more questions. It's more kind of general questions I always like asking to product leaders. So the first one I have is what are some of the key product lessons or principles that you keep coming back to, you know, yeah. when you're, when you're stuck, when you're confused or you don't know what to do next? Well, this is a great question. So, uh, maybe I can, I can think of it, but like, uh, once we once I stuck on something and once I like uh, can't find the thing what we should do next, I always end up looking looking on the inspirations. So not only just maybe it it may be a competitor, it may be a friend who who's like do things in in some way. As a product, it would be much more competitive competition side. So uh, I I go back and like uh, try to learn uh, how our competitors uh, sold those idea and go back to our maybe users uh, and gathering the the clarifying my mind by just talking with our users. So uh, this if 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 it is possible, this is the best way uh, to like clear your mind and come back uh, to like when you struggle on something I, I hope that I I, I, yeah. I I understand the quest your question right uh, yeah, so, did. so uh, the the searching for an in inspiration and uh, clearing my mind or my clearing my idea just asking some uh, some friends or users or my or, or the team uh, is uh, I believe the best way to just decide the the thing as a product manager. Mm -hmm. And uh, when it comes to other product managers that you've come across or that mm -hmm. you know you've you've worked with in the past, what are some of the things often that you see them kind of like skipping? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, which results them in not you know launching a great product. Well, uh, first, first, I believe. Uh, the desire of building the best thing you could you can ever you you can it, it is possible so uh i i uh, 
I, I see some teams like spending so much on little details because like everything, everything can change in, in every moment. But uh, the time you are not launching your product is wasting your time and money on, on, on in some cases, like you could learn lots of things like deciding internally but sometimes uh, i saw i see that teams are spending too many times on dealing so little they say this button should be red or this button should be uh, one pixel uh, right it, it, it is too many bureaucracy i believe so uh, this is the, the most uh, common in in my perspective, it is a mistake because uh, the best I, uh, in 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 my point of view, the best way to uh, know what to build. So you need to try, you need to fail, and you yeah. need to like go, come back stronger. So uh, in, in in you can say that this is for life uh, as well, but uh, for also a product management, it is uh, I believe the most. Uh, common thing I see, don't be a perfectionist. So just go build an MVP. I'm not saying MVP should be ugly. Uh, MVP should uh, give the great experience, but uh, you can do, you can uh, gain pace uh, in lots of ways. So uh, I can say that like being a perfectionist uh, for our, so sometimes wasting too many things for the teams and person itself. I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's, it's sometimes <laughs> it's it's shocking how stuff like that um, takes up so much time and yeah. priority. Yeah, exactly. Um, last question I have for you, Barack. Um, is there anything that I haven't asked you yet in this interview that you want to share as your message to the audience? And um, mm -hmm. you know, parting wisdom. Let's put it <laughs> well um maybe i can uh, add up something for for maybe a new new product managers or maybe the ones who are discovering product management uh, uh as my title says like of course i i can look like director of products at tundra but uh it's been like seven years since i'm in the in the digital business or or a, during my career but uh the best takeaway for me, of course, I mentioned uh, getting hands dirty, but also uh, knowing your superpowers as a product manager and awareing, uh, awareing yourself, awareing your, becoming, increasing your awareness of your company culture, leadership. It it's, it helps you to just uh, your translate your mind into the actionable things so uh, I believe self-awareness for <laughs> again it is also a quote for life but uh, as a product manager knowing your superpowers because you may be a technical person you may be like some much more business person uh, you may be like as myself I, I, I think my uh, as since my background has also a product design I kind of end up like uh, I, I my superpower is uh, getting things from user and create some experience from that so uh, but some in some for example our uh, our uh, another product manager our uh, my colleague has much more technical 
compared to myself. So uh, he is uh, more into just uh, prototyping, fast prototyping things. Uh, like so, knowing your superpowers uh, helps you a lot throughout your career. So, like uh, as a product manager, I can say that uh, this is this is quite important. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Barack. I really appreciate uh, yeah. your time today and coming on our on our series. Uh, and always yeah. thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed yet, there's a good time to do so. Uh, we've got lots of new exciting episodes to come up. So thank you so much, Barack. Again. We are proud.